0: You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splurring hair Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass. You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say. Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away. You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say. Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say. They want staring point, you know we straight to the point. They want staring point, you know we straight to the point. They want staring point, you know we straight to the point.
1: They want staring you know the point, you know we straight to the straight to the. Po- Team 76 bringing us into episode number 86 of Straight to the Point. My name is Chris. Here are my guys, J Dog. What's going on? Yo, we got so much to talk about. First things first, Odell is a free agent, cleared waivers earlier this afternoon as we record. So, where does he go? There's a lot of rumors of maybe it's the Packers, maybe it's the Ravens. Uh, so, we'll definitely talk a little bit more about that. Talk about the Sixers going through a, a bit of a COVID issue and a bit of a Simmons issue and whether or not Jalen Brown uh, is the answer. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about the impact that COVID is having uh, across the sports landscape. But, Jared, let's start um, with some in some on the field, uh, well, off the field, on the field kind of things here with Odell Beckham. Um, a lot of new reports have come out. Uh, apparently he's asked for a trade in the offseason already. Asked for a trade before, finally was granted his release. Jared, talk to us about why the Odell and Cleveland thing didn't work and, and where you're more excited to see him land. Oh.
0: <clears throat> the Odell and Cleveland thing didn't work because Baker wasn't throwing him any good balls. That's why it didn't work. Baker wasn't targeted and That's why Kevin Stefanski didn't know how to game plan that run, run scheme offense for Baker Mayfield. I mean, for Odell. But, I mean, that's besides here or there. I mean, Baker and Odell just, like, they heard that. You here, they're friends. You hear they're not friends. But they just couldn't click on the field. And for a wide receiver, the chemistry with your quarterback is the most important thing. Like, if we're to say, in sports, the two players that are most joined at the hip and are have to be like a husband and wife and married are the receiver and the quarterback. Cause the receiver really can't do anything without the QB. Other positions can potentially do their own things. Like a tight end can block, even though tight ends can catch, they can block. You can potentially run a tight end in a fullback situation or stuff like that. There's other ways to get the tight end involved. Receivers aren't like that. Receivers need the quarterback to get them open to feed them at the right times, et cetera, et cetera. And it wasn't happening for Odell. It needed to change the scenery. Him and Baker just weren't fitting, but What I think is very coincidental is that the Browns actually helped Odell Beckham in the situation where they voided his last two years on his deal. So any team that would to claim him would then allow Odell Beckham Jr. to only play. They would claim it for the 7.25 million. He would go to that team for the next six, seven games, depending on whoever team he signed claimed him or signed to. And then he would be a free agent. That means that potentially meant that any team that was higher up in the waivers, would potentially not claim Odell, making him a free agent like he is now. Odell Beckham is now going to be a free agent because no team claimed him on the waivers, knowing that if they did, he would either opt out to not play, they would take on that seven point two five million against their cap, and then he would still leave them in free agency. So now it comes the question. It begs the question: Where is Odell going to sign to? I think my personal opinion. I've heard you've heard rumors where he's talking to the Pats, the Chiefs, the Saints, and then the Packers. I think my personal opinion. I'd rather single with the Packers. With everything going on with the Aaron Rodgers COVID situation, when he's coming back, I see. I saw Jordan Love, and he wasn't underwhelming, but he wasn't really rated overrated either. He just had an average game. When Aaron Rodgers comes back and you put Odell on that team with Devonta Adams, Aaron Jones, I think that's, that's he's going to be a number two guy. He's going to get the targets that he necessarily needs, where if you go to any other team like the Chiefs, he's not going to really get the targets like that. You go to the, the Packers, he will be targeted. He will, they will schematic and scheme wise for him to get open and he's going to have a phenomenal QB to throw in the ball. I think that's the best situation for him. That's on the contending team. So I, I would like to see him play with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers.
1: All right, I disagree with you um, on a couple of things. A, we don't know whether or not, I mean, we could, we could assume it was Baker Mayfield's fault. It didn't work out in Cleveland.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't say it's Baker's fault. They were gonna, no, I said did. Baker you, not you. throwing him the
1: ball. That's is the same why thing. We're gonna That's say. the it's same not, thing. Thing. not the same thing. It's
0: literally. What, what are you? What
1: Wait, 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 What are you working for, Odell Beckham Sr.'s uh PR did you, did you not see the yeah, video? Well, I saw the video, but have you lot, not watched lot, the game? There's a lot of context to this. What
0: context is him being wide open? The ball not thrown to him. Now I just I understand that they're saying Yo OBJ has ran his own routes. But if the route breaks down and you have to create your own
1: play and you're still getting open, throw the ball. Like, if, okay, understand, I understand, I understand it. <laughs> but you gotta understand, there's more to just force feeding this guy the ball. I understand that. But if you're
0: only being targeted once a game, you're not force feeding him. Period. Anyway, yeah, You've been but, targeted uh, once, multiple times the season. One time, Where, where's, the, where's the force feed at? Yes, yeah, oh, but there's a visible target. so
1: I'm all I'm saying is we've seen him play with a quarterback other than uh, Baker Mayfield this year when he played with Case Keenan. Didn't really have a great game either. So I'm not saying it's Baker. I'm saying it's probably more Stefanski in the way the offense is set up. They need one alpha dog. Do not interrupt Stefanski was Don't, in my don't interrupt too. me. Don't interrupt me. I didn't interrupt you. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> You're going to make me lose my train of thought. But my point being that there's, and I said this last week too, the, when you think about Cleveland receivers, the majority, the bulk of the, the attention goes to Jarvis Landry. He is the top 1A guy in Cleveland. So Odell, like, I get it. Him and Landry is cool. Him and, like, him and, him and Baker tried it out. For whatever reason, the chemistry didn't work. When you threw Case Keenum in there, it wasn't like Odell suddenly was snapping. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't work in Cleveland. So now you have a situation where Odell can kind of, like you said, pick and choose where he wants to go, what's the best spot. I know you said that that Green Bay is the best spot because of Rodgers and schematically speaking, you know, you put him a, a, against uh, across from Devontae Adams. It makes a lot of sense. But if you're looking about a contending team, yes, the Packers are contenders. But if I'm o- Odell Beckham Jr., I'm making my way to Baltimore. In Cleveland's division, you're the unquestioned number one best receiver on that team. You're splitting, you're splitting targets instead of splitting targets with Landry, Peoples Jones, uh, Hooper, Hunt out the backfield, you know, in a run heavy offense. Yes, you're still going to a run heavy offense, but you're the number one receiver. Like, I don't care. Like, I get Hollywood Brown is there. I get Mark Andrews is there. But you put Odell Beckham on that team with Lamar Jackson, you still have to play Cleveland again. Don't think, do not think that that's out the the mindset of odell beckham especially odell beckham senior you know he wants to go see his son go crazy against the Browns. they have to play them they have to play a team again and that team is leading that division i think if you if you're worried about odell's production right my apologies i couldn't hear what you said i said if you <laughs> was worried about odell's production as my apple watch goes crazy You have to go – put him on a team where he's the unquestioned guy. You put him on that team in Baltimore, he's the guy. You take him to Green Bay, he's he's still taking the backseat to Adams. He's taking the backseat to to Aaron Jones. We don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be – you know, we don't know when Aaron Rodgers is going to return. Too many questions marks in the air for me. I think Baltimore is a – you know, even if if Lamar Jackson gets COVID, it's like the sixth time. Who, you know, at this point – He'd be straight. Give him some time, though.
0: All right, maybe that last part could be voided, but I mean, the Ravens aren't a bad team. It's just I think Odell. If you just look at his body language, he's done with the West Coast offenses. He's done with the run-heavy schemes that revolve around you run a lot to, uh, to create the play actions.
1: No, no, no. I'm it sorry. does I, I, I think you misspoke. I think you you meant to say he needs a more west coast offense
0: i mean yeah no he yeah thank you i'm sorry he needs a more west coast offense he can't do the run heavy schematics anymore It just doesn't he i don't think it's about the targets for him it's about the air yards and about where he is on the field we you just said it where how jarvis landry's able to really be productive in this cleveland browns system is because jarvis has always been a short route receiver that gets a lot of yards after catch he was never really a deep threat. he was never that spec catch guy he just was able to really play his his whole game was the middle of the field and they were able to do a lot on the slant routes and the drags. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Odell's, it's not Odell's playstyle, unfortunately. So I think Lamar's great for him. Lamar's shown that he can air the ball for everybody that can't say Lamar can't throw, he can we see what he's doing with Rashawn Bateman, Holly Brown. I think that's a good fit. I just think he wants to go to a team where he really he doesn't have to be that guy, but he wants to just be throwing the ball to in a point where he's going to get thrown the ball to enough. Even if you throw him on the Ravens, I think he might only see five
1: targets a game. But what's an that's, that's that's my point. What's enough for him?
0: I think if you look at where you could go to the Packers, right now we're seeing Valdez Gatling get six to seven.
1: So now again. so here's my here's my here's my my only issue with that, right? Is okay, yeah, the Packers make sense, but this if you're the Packers, we don't know what the Aaron Rodgers situation is. And now let's say assuming you got all right, now we're rocking with Jordan Love. Look at the breakdown of those targets last week. And I get that. Yeah, Jerry Love was ooh, you know what I'm saying? Was, so ooh, now you have a rookie quarterback. It was rough. You have a rookie quarterback there. Matt LaFleur is traditionally a run heavy coach. Like that's what that was a lot of what they were talking about before during his first year in Green Bay, is that he's more run heavy, more play action pass for Aaron Rodgers. Now, maybe they kind of loosened up a little bit, but he's still a run heavy. That's still like you know, you you kind of fall when 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 they when they, when it gets rough, you kind of fall back to what you know. Look at that t- when they played Love, you know when they had Love back there, they was handing the ball off a lot. You they know had it, to. They, And it wasn't it, wasn't like, it was like they was out there throwing the ball around. So you know you have to kind of look at the team like, all right, what's the team that can air the ball out? And I said that still the best the best possible landing spot if he doesn't go to Baltimore is Vegas. They just lost their they just lost their big play receiving threat they have a void yes I got I guess I get they they just signed Deshaun Jackson. I get it but they got plenty they got plenty of passes to go around they run the they do not run the ball a lot you know Darren Waller's getting 10 10 targets a game Runfro's getting targets Edwards is getting targets Zay, uh, Zay Jones is getting targets. Now you're going you're gonna to have to make some room for Odell and, and Deshaun Jackson. I think that's I think that team makes the most sense. If I'm Odell and I say, all right, it's Vegas, I can beat a guy, they need a big play receiver. Oh,
0: we, liked Ve- we liked Vegas last week, right? We both agreed that Vegas was a good team. Now it's just I think Odell might stay away, not because of the target share of the production, just everything going on with that organization.
1: And it had nothing to do with, every, with the players. Every, everybody going everybody gone. who's going on with the organization is gone. Well, I'm I mean, glad they you ma- just, I'm glad you they just recently
0: cut former 2020 first-round pick, Damon Arnett, because of the whole gone. threatening on guns. That front office is in shambles right Go now. On, now. No, 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 Their GM still, no, Mayock is still there
1: as a GM. It's, it's, Mayock, so I, I get it. Mayock swung and missed on a lot of that 2020 draft. But he still, he still constructed a team. As of this moment, that's still contending in the AFC is either tied for or second in the AFC West. Let's not sit here and talk about like this, like the Raiders, like they're the Houston Texans. You know what I'm saying? No, I think we're just
0: talking about the Odell probably trying to steer clear of the drama that he's because he's already got his own. Yeah, I think he's just trying he to. Come,
1: clear he to comes, the, comes the, with drama, and that's and, why I think we do. for him, I get it. For him, I think get it.
0: The, the drama's going. He, was he didn't.
1: He didn't say anything. He never came out and said anything, but you don't 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 tell me you ain't you he ain't, he ain't cleared that vid coming out for his pop. Don't tell me that.
0: We we talked about that last week. I, I mean, even if he did or didn't, Odell since his giant days hasn't had any drama filled moments when he was with the Browns. He hasn't. He hasn't done anything that's been drama filled where he's like, oh, he's a bad teammate. You know, he's been collectively he's been fine. He got hurt. He still showed up for his teammates. He made sure he said, yo, Baker's my QB. He, did, he said he said all the right things. Then this the incident hits where his dad posted vid all be knows he probably did have something to do with it or he's just told his pop i don't care what you do you grown man, man cetera, etc etc which is still basically saying bro go ahead but at the end of the day it's just like baker odell's really been trying to keep his image at a point where he's like yo i'm not trying to be involved with anything that can get me in trouble or steer me in a direction that's not me just trying to run earn back my money earn back my starter. okay so okay. going to the race so- i think is going to hurt that a little bit and i still think she should go like, but that's that's not on my top list anymore. Where if I if I had to choose between, yo, he go to the Raiders or the Patriots, I'd rather him see him go to the Patriots or the Raiders or the Rams. I'd rather see him go to the Rams and be the third option.
1: Why would he go to the Rams and be the third option? He just left Cleveland he was the second option. Well, he
0: the Rams is more of just he loves the city.
1: And the Rams and the Rams also dollar. and the Rams also just cut Deshaun Jackson because he was the third option. He wanted to i see
0: option. I well, no, he was the fourth option. Van Jefferson replaced Deshaun as the player. even Even, you know
1: what I'm saying? but you, He would take, Odell
0: would take Van Jefferson's spot, but it's just more of, he's why would old, Ode, what, he loves, he loves the Los let's, Angeles. Let's, let's not even go there. Let's
1: not even go there.
0: Environment. Yeah. You just go where you want to be in an but, environment. The, the
1: situation, the, the team that's really staring us in the face is the Saints. Is it? From New Orleans. They need a big play receiver. Is especially- it? Yes, it is.
0: Who's their QB, bro?
1: don't matter. <laughs> that's he why he's not going. <laughs> no, no, no! It, no, no! It, it, listen, it don't matter. Who is their number one receiver? Right,
0: it, 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 any one week. That's, any.
1: Why he's, that's why he's going. Doesn't matter. Oh, no, see,
0: he needs. He wants a QB though. I'd rather he wants a QB. So it comes down to how bad do you do you want a QB or do you want the ball? He wants to go to a contending team with a good QB.
1: Contending team with Saint a good QB.
0: QB. Don't don't try and tell me Trevor Sivio is a good QB. I mean
1: if they if they out of all the
0: teams we just named, Trevor like, is on the bottom with I
1: didn't I didn't see Drew Brees on the same night like towncast last week.
0: <laughs> I, think I heard Phil Rivers is uh petitioning himself for the Saints, but other than that, unless they miraculously sign Cam Newton, and I, I think that'd be a good move, actually. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think the league should consider it. Um the Saints, I know he might be talking, whatever. They're trying, they're trying to talk to him. I heard Kamara's reached out. I don't. I don't think he's he's playing for the Saints. I don't. Maybe he'll surprise me, but I think his top three choices right now are the Packers, Chiefs, and the Patriots. I know the Patriots are a lot of people's sleeper team, and that's a little because of the fact that Bill Belichick would work Odell into that system. I think effortlessly. We saw what he did with Randy Moss. We've seen how he can just create plays for certain guys and have them eat good. I think he'll make sure Odell eats good and. Matt Jones can throw the Mac Jones throw the ball. He's played with Star the town before. He can do it with Odell. That's not going to be the problem. And I just like what I'm seeing from the Patriots. Patriots are a sleeper team, Chris. This isn't as a whole in totality. They're a very good team to pick if you're saying, hey, can this team go to the playoffs? Yeah, the Patriots go to the playoffs this season. Could they? Yeah, I think so. I, I like what I'm seeing. Hey, did you know that JC Jackson has his in the league in interceptions since I think 2019? No. That's ridiculous. Like he's playing that
1: good. Didn't know that. So now transitioning off of Odell to maybe a, a, a potential teammate of his, Aaron Rodgers, a lot of fallout of what's going on with, with the Rodgers situation. A lot of people comparing it to Kyrie. Um, a lot of people asking where's the same vitriol um, for Rodgers that Kyrie had. Listen, Jared, I'm, I'm going to let you start, but I just want to say before you start, <laughs> you know how to like we talked about Odell that drama always kind of finds someone eventually. Rogers is kind of like that guy. Rogers, is the guy. I, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I like think it's, it's always not, it's always something.
0: I, yeah, I was about to say that's where I was going. I think it's always something. I feel that if we're going to be coming the way you and I did at Kyrie Irving, the same should be said for Aaron
1: Rodgers because
0: it's and it's not least, just.
1: And it's not, just because, it's not just because Kyrie thinks the earth is flat. It, it has Which was
0: with- a, the worst shot I've ever yeah, seen. It, Aaron Rodgers. It, has some,
1: yeah, it has something to do with that.
0: Yeah. Aaron Rodgers called himself a critical thinker, basically saying, yo, I'm a genius. Like When people say something like that, they basically, say, that, I'm a genius.
1: That is, the Kyrie, that, is, that is the Aaron Rodgers version of third eye cock.
0: Yeah, like, dude, like, and then the shot at Kyrie, when Kyrie has never said, at least Kyrie's man enough to stick by his own viewpoints and say it out loud what he feels. And you and I both don't really agree with what Curry's doing with this COVID thing. We still think he should be playing basketball, helping this Nets team out. But, oh, um, nah, nah, I, I stand, nah,
1: nah, nah, nah. I stand by what he's doing for his body. He can go ahead and chill. <laughs> I got <laughs> no problem
0: with that. No, I mean, I want to see Curry play basketball, but I respect what he's doing with his body. It's just Aaron Rodgers. I, 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 again, I don't know if we want to call it lies, deceit, false, false, falsehoods, whatever, whatever words you want to use for him saying, "I'm immune as I, I'm immune." Or I've been immunized or whatever, but it's just for so much. Like it seems that Aaron Rodgers just likes to play the victim. And this is just one of them instances where you're like, dude, what are what are we doing? What like what are we doing?
1: I don't usually, usually I'm on Aaron Rodgers' side, especially when it comes to like, you know, not speaking to your family and you know, just kind of being a general, just you know, pain and everyone else's behind. Like I'm I can get down with that, but you also have to kind of eat it when you have to eat. it, And Kyrie sat there and ate it. Kyrie took it on the chin and said, you know what? I'm not doing it. I'm not against people doing it. I'm not for people doing it. And took I, a stance. I just personally don't feel comfortable doing it yet. Okay. I mean, everybody kind of, you know, had to, had to, had their opinions. We had our opinions. But at the end of the day, Kyrie owned up to it. Aaron Rodgers kind of tried to like skirt around it. Like, yeah, Marina. yeah, yeah, nah, nah, either you are, or you aren't and the league said you aren't. So people were under the impression that he was other, other, excuse me, executives and, and personnel around the NFL kind of was like, yo, if you're going to find us or if you're going to find our players for doing, you know, not following protocol, you got 12 over there. He's not following protocol. He's not vaccinated. And now, so, so and a lot of, someone else brought up Carson Wentz. So on Thursday night after Carson Wentz is, is, you know, he took a knee immediately. What's the first thing they do. They brought him a hat and brought him a mask. Cause at least he's been out. He's, he said he like, he's been, up front, I'm saying he's not vaccinated, or he says he's not vaccinated, but you can see him taking the proper protocols, you know. And and you see Kirk Cousins, who's also not vaccinated, um, he actually just lost a sponsorship deal uh for a Minnesota health organization. He's not vaccinated, but he's also following protocols. So you can't have it both ways. You can't be unvaccinated and get to have, you know, like, and I, okay, I get it with this whole thing about hate. And being divisive and things like that. It's not about being divisive. It's primarily about people's public public health and public safety. Like if you turn everything into a, arg. If everyone has everything has to be an argument, everything has to be like I got to play the victim and you know you like, uh, know like don't we don't aren't we tired of this,
0: dude? I think my final point really because you've basically hit it on the nail where this is like. Aaron Rodgers in this instant is the perfect example of so what happened was um and it just like the excuses have been piling on where Carson Wentz, Cole Beasley, Kirk Cousins, all these guys have just taken it to the chin and said they Kyrie Irving stood their, stood their ground, said what they had to say, what they believed in. You either respect their beliefs or you don't, and they moved on. Like the world does not blow it up as big as how Aaron Rodgers has now where the world's been blowing up about him because he did, he's just done so much of the shadiness to try and cover up the fact that he's just not unvaccinated, where you could have just said it in the beginning of the season, I'm not vaxxed, I'm going to do all the proper protocols to play through this season. And then when he had gotten COVID, positive for COVID right now, would that have been a shock to you, Chris, if he'd already told us, hey, I'm not vaxxed in the beginning of the season, instead of saying what he had said? I would have been like, huh. all right, cool. Yeah. What, when do you come back? Because, it, yo, this your last season, supposedly. I need I want to see you continue well, to Well, It's, out. it's his last old.
1: season here. Wait, here wait. my fault here. Yeah. Think, thank you. I think
0: This right. last season here, potentially. I always want to see you ball and I want you to be healthy. That that's how that's how I
1: felt the whole
0: world would have brushed that Bush League stuff on the table. But so I mean we the, get all this, it's blown thing, out of
1: proportion. If he if he had just came out and said
0: like yeah, I'm not vaccinated and been done with it. We'd have been upset in the first couple weeks. Like, you, you know, it we'd have been, been like, over. Aaron Rodgers, you're a face of the NFL, you know, Sam. Yeah, it it it'll, it'll have been the same. It, it, it would have been the in same week 10. internal pressure. Yep. Yeah. We, we're in week 10. It'd have, we'd have moved on. By week one of the NFL, where we didn't know, by week 10, it have been forgotten.
1: Because he totally be like, what, eight, seven, and, and, two? I, and two? And I get it. You can, like, I get what the, uh, the counter argument is why get vaccinated? You can still get COVID and things like that. Okay. Why get a flu shot? You can still get the flu. And I get it's not the same thing. Like, I understand the flu is not the same as COVID. I understand that. But when we talk about Im- immunizations and vaccines and things like that, show me one vaccine. Show me one, you know, immunization that's 100% foolproof.
0: I don't know. I'm not a doctor or anything. I just know that there was a time, I don't know, Chris, if your schools did it, but I know in New York City, it was literally a law where, not law, but it was like state mandate where measles, bums, flu, you had to be vaccinated for those, all those diseases to go to school as a child and stuff like that. So it's just so much going on where I'm just not even mad at Aaron Rodgers, what he believes in the vaccine, anti-vax or not, Boy. critical thing or whatever, is the fact that this all could have been so easily avoided if you just said what you would need to say preseason, Easy. literally in the preseason, and we're in week 10. Calling you a liar because instead of you just owning up to it again as a grown man, grown man, like a grown man older than me, instead of just own up to the mistake you made, you doubling down on the lie you've created. Talking about some, I'm not a critical thinker. I'm a flat earther. Taking a shot at Kyrie, who's at least more we,
1: than we, you. We don't know if it. We don't know if it's a shot that's, at Kyrie. That's
0: a shot at Kyrie. But I don't care you. I, I saw it a shot at Kyrie. I shot at, it a shot at Kyrie, who never spoke about you, never said nothing about you, in the public eye, at least. At least he's grown up to stand by his opinion and you think it's just so much but going thing,
1: on. But the thing about it, and I think that we need to kind of realize and 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 kind of highlight is that these people have now become figureheads for people who kind of set, kind of have those same beliefs, you know. So like people who people who lean a certain way or all of a sudden, you know, before it was shut up and dribble. Now it was I? Now it's our stand with Kyrie Irving. He's making a stand. So people change the narrative and people change the, the facts to kind of fit their opinion. Let's everyone taking an unbiased look back and just kind of see the facts and say, if you replace Kyrie, like if you took Kyrie's Kyrie Irving's, you know what he said and what he did, you take that away from him. You know some, some random, you know some random Joe Schmo did would people still be caping up for this guy, you know? And if you took Aaron Rodgers off of Aaron, because there's a lot of people who inherently don't like Rodgers. There's a lot of people who don't like Kyrie. There's a lot of people who don't like like LeBron. There's a lot of people who are anti this person. So you're going to find every little cranny and thing to do to, to, to either put him on a pedestal or knock him down a pit. And, and I just want people to realize like yeah, Rogers shouldn't have did it. Kyrie probably should have did it, but don't all of a sudden kind of try to switch it up because it, it fits your knee. You know what I'm saying? Keep that yeah. same energy is what I'm saying. So, and, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm saying that with the with the, the how we talk about Rogers and how we talk about Kyrie. Call a spade a spade and call it right down the middle. Rogers shouldn't have did it. He shouldn't have been lying. He shouldn't have been trying to convince people that he was vaccinated or immunized or whatever he would, whatever word he wanted to say. He should have said, "No, I didn't get the shot." Period.
0: I agree, absolutely.
1: And he's probably going to get, you know, State Farm ads is probably going to get pulled, and you know, we'll maybe, see.
0: maybe, maybe, who knows?
1: Maybe. So speaking of COVID issues, um, tying it back, we have a, a little bit of a COVID issue on our Philadelphia. Now only playing with seven Sixers. Huh. Ain't that ironic. Jared, talk to us about some of the 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 issues with the seven sixers.
0: Um, the Sixers we we fighting, Chris. We haven't a pretty yeah, I, could, I think I could say it's a fairly decent season so far. I mean, you know, i I finally come to the agreement with you basketball is not to Christmas, but
1: playing the basketball it's about time, I it. uh, 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 it's about time. yeah yeah I've yeah.
0: you, you i yeah. watched basketball for so long where we start to see we start to see the meandering of the first 25 games or so it's just is a lot of just figuring out the offense right now the Sixers do have the most efficient offense in the league in the NBA and that's without Ben Simmons which I think is amazing most it's really great to see those things but we're without Tobias Harris, Matisse Diablo, Joel Embiid, and Isaiah Joe who stepped up a little bit this season all now in COVID protocols so uh, health and safety protocols for this season both tobias and Embiid are symptomatic and right now doc has said that tobias is progressing and b looks just as bad wow. as tobias was when he first got it and I, i'm believing that both these players are vaccinated so mm-hmm. the symptoms that they're having is still going to be pretty bad but it's not as bad as if you they weren't mm-hmm. but it, it does look like a it puts a strain a little strain on the sixes a little bit because COVID has hit the team far worse than what we thought especially come to. Last season, it wasn't that bad. So this season has hit them a little bit, and we'll have to see how the team fares without them, but this does kind of bring in more questions of how long do the Sixers wait to pull the trigger on Ben Simmons? Because with the COVID going on, losing your two best players in the absence of Ben, the wait for December to kick in Mm -hmm. starts to drain a little bit, knowing that the whole whatever going on with Ben and the mental health issues and how he's not really talking to the team, but he's talking to the team and he's trying to, they're still coordinating everything. It, it goes a question, do we trade for certain players? Do we make a big move? Now, The Athletic came out with an article, Chris, talking about how the Boston Celtics have engaged in talks with the Sixers revolving around Ben Simmons. And due to their, contract, uh, their contracts on the team, any potential deal done with the Celtics would have to include All-Star Jalen Brown.
1: Let's go. Who,
0: who is an ascending talent in the midst of what I believe is a career season averaging 25.6 points per game, six rebounds, three assists, and he's shooting efficiently.
1: He, let, he let, let, right now on, might on, be the best Celtic on, player. Hold on, hold on. Let's let's call a spade a spade. He can't play with Tatum. It don't work. <laughs> he can't play with Simmons. It don't work. Let's just go ahead. You would just make the flip? Let's go ahead and make the flip. And that, oh, Simmons, and that Simmons and Tatum, you know, just had the light skinned Olympics over there in Boston. Without Horford. Without with Horford and his family and the Sixers, and have a, a premier front court player, a premier backcourt player, a solid bench. I like our chances. I, I okay. really do like that All move right. so All much. Right. I, I, again,
0: Celtics fans just, might hold on, hold on,
1: hold on, hold on. It's not happening. It's not happening. I don't I'll just put it out there, but it's fun to think about.
0: Again, it's up to Maury if it happens or not at this point, because Maury could probably make this deal work. He can figure it figure out a way. Jalen Brown's hurt right now. You wait the two weeks, whatever. But I do like the thought of it because Jalen Brown with Embiid would be a good pairing. He's the ball handler you want. He's not as good as a facilitator, but Mm -hmm. the emergence of Maxie as the facilitator we've been looking for kind of begs the question now that you can go get a Jalen Brown because Maxie's looked really good, Chris, so far in the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. He's really stepped up as a four general in, in certain aspects of the game his offense is coming together, and he's really been good as the starting point guard for the series. Like One of the reasons why I think we're playing so well is not because of the fact that Georges Niang and Andre Drummond have been playing good. It's also the fact that Maxi has been really stepping up and playing a big bulk of and chunk of the minutes and helping out as, a, as the starting point guard. Do I think that'll last? Sure, it could, but a Jalen Brown would help that. Oh, for I, sure. I think that Boston Celtics fans might have other opinions. But their team has just been in shambles as of late. I personally am in the belief that right now Jalen Brown is the best boss of the player on the team. I don't know what's going on with Tatum as of late. It might be still the COVID effects, even though it's been almost seven months now. But Jalen Brown is like the best player on that team. They've had team meetings, supposedly. as rumors that they had team meetings after Marcus Smart's comments to the media talking about how it's basically been Jalen Brown, ISO, Tatum, ISO, kick the shooters, and that's just not working. And the meeting by Andrew Warnowski's words was unproductive, and ineffective. It really didn't help. And right now, you don't know what the state of affair of the team is. I personally am in this belief that Brad Stevens moving from coach to front office kind of put a kind of hurt them a little bit. I like their new head coach, and dogo I like him. He's a former assistant for the Nets. I think he's going to be a good head coach, but. I mean, Brad Stevens was the the, the focal point of this co- that coaching team and going to the front office and kind of moving away where now you're going to implement this new system. It, it was a different transition for this team right now that they weren't prepared for right away.
1: The problem is um, with Ime em- em- Oduka is it's not like this team is any – you know it's not like this team performed any better under Brad Stevens. At the end of Brad Stevens' run, which is the reason he went to the front office, because he's that team stunk and they couldn't get it. They couldn't get it out the mud, and maybe a, you know maybe the thought process was maybe a coaching change um, would breathe new life into the team. Maybe a a roster shaker will breathe new life into this team. This team is not the same team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2017. It's not the same team. You know, they thought about you know people thought about how the the Celtics were going to run the East not happened. It has not happened. Um, this team has just gotten progressively worse year after year after year. It's, it's, you know, we talk about how, you know, it's clear and beat and Simmons can't play with each other. It's kind of clear to me that Brown and Tatum can't coexist with each other either. You know, you got Mark the smart out here talking about if people need to pass the ball. And, you know, like I know a 610 Australian guy that loves to pass the ball, but, you know, let's be realistic here that tatum brown thing is not happening it's not working like you can try to make it fit as much as you want and they've tried to make it fit and they've kind of grown they've kind of grown parallel with each other and then tatum took a big leap but it looks like brown is the one that's kind of like still growing and trying to overpass tatum I'm not saying tatum isn't growing still But Tatum took a giant leap and got all the media publicity and got all the fanfare and got all the hype and got his face on the ruffles and things like that. He got all the marketing behind him and Tatum uh, and Brown just kept growing and growing and getting better and better and better. And now you're seeing on the floor where at crunch time, when it's time to get a bucket, Tatum's bricking everything. So. Yeah, it's
0: going to be something to, to foresee. I'm still of the mindset that Maury could make that trade if 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 anything happens. I don't see Dame getting traded anytime soon. Dame is having a horrific start to the season. I think that's the injury from Tokyo. Great. But – That price going down. I like um, – what I, I, Darren Fox hasn't had that great of a season so far. Price going down. But Buddy Heald has, so who knows how that goes. Shays, Willis, Alexander is having a good season, but December comes when that contract kicks in. You know, trade picks, Ben Simmons, money talks. So, Sixers got some options, especially if they can squeeze out wins. Like, Chris, if the Sixers can squeeze out some wins without right. Embiid and Tobias, that I still think elevates them more. So, when they making these trade calls, they're like, yo, y'all need Ben more than we need Ben. What do you what are you giving us for him? Because we're not giving him now for free when well, we're you've seen it. Y'all thought we were going to be bad without him. We're proving you guys wrong. What you guys are worse without him. Now you need him more. So uh, again people saying his value is going down where I think it's now meandering, where it's at this point where it can start trending upwards, where mm-hmm. these teams are going to need him. Like the Boston Celtics have a losing record right now. If they continue to lose and trend downwards, that Jalen Brown decisions could become more of a feasible possibility because. They need to make it work. Kirsten said it. The chemistry's not there. Eagles are clashing. Let's do let's make something happen.
1: Let's go ahead and make let's go ahead and make it happen.
0: Hey, I'm excited.
1: I mean, it's better than sending him to China. <laughs> Moving on, uh, and, and kind of staring with the NBA a little bit. Jerry, I know you want to talk about what happened between the, 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 the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat, your adopted team of the Heat. Um, you loving that Heat culture? You believe in the Heat? Um, you know, you talked about Pat Riley, the, the the Godfather, and all this other stuff. Talk to me about what happened.
0: They got trounced. That's what happened. <laughs> they got trounced. and <laughs> anger swells when you're getting dubbed badly. I mean, again, if it's not the Sixers one, it's the Heat too, because they that have that same type of mentality where it's just doggy dog. You got to fight and grind for what you want, and I like that. Also, a huge Dwayne Wade fan, so that kind of helps a little too. But um, honestly, I'm not even like the, this whole thing about the yoke just being so born out of proportion because it wouldn't be that bad if he didn't cheap shot Marquise Morris. If he didn't cheap, because Morris hit him in the little ribs a little bit, and it you know that's a bully blow, oh, blow thing. Wait a, wait a second,
1: wait a second, wait a second. I know you, I know you, I know you didn't call it a cheap shot, you hit him in the back. Oh. If I if oh, oh, oh if I hit you and then turn my back, you gonna you gonna you're not gonna. I'm trying to square up with you. I'm not gonna hit you in the back. I'm I'm turning you around and I'm trying to square up. I'm
0: again that cheap shot. It, it was a cheap shot in the back. I, I, I would have hit him back take, too. And, and that take file was wasn't a cheap head. shot. That was, but again, I, I, we, you see that coming. You could have avoided it, but you took that content. you wanted that we smoke. Talk,
1: we talk about how and he knew like he say quicksand all the time. No, no, no. How Listen, the hell could he avoid that?
0: Jokic ain't no. Jokic wanted that smoke just like Morris wanted to smoke. They was both bought it, and I'm down for that. And I think, honestly, it's being really borne out proportion. They'll get their suspensions. I'm thinking it's about like, potentially two games for Nicole Jokic, one game for Marquise Morris. They'll see each other again. And, and, and Jimmy and Kyle Lowry did their little tough macho. Oh, I used to play with Philly. i from lot Cool. I loved it. I, you know, I loved it. I was like, yo, let's get it. Like, this, keep that energy. That's what Let's keep. Like, I loved it. I thought everything at about they, that was. Lit. At least
1: they didn't call the cops like they did for the Suns and Clippers that one time.
0: Yeah, so i like, I thought that was cool. I'm like, yo, man, listen. What I really learned from that Nuggets game, Chris, mm-hmm. and I, there's gonna be a lot of people that's gonna be like, yo, what are you talking about? You sound up. That's
1: that's usually how they refer to you And they be
0: they they always mad when I'm right. But yo, Chris, the Denver Nuggets look so much better without Michael Porter Jr. in the court last night against the Heat team that has star caliber. Against the Heat team that has a potential six-man of the year in the court. They looked a lot better without MPJ in the court. Not to say that MPJ is bad, but when he was out last night because of the back injury, they just looked like more food on the offense. MPJ kind of halter, alters them on offense because of the fact that he takes some shots that you question, pull up, fast, break, freeze rather than going for the layup or the dunk, you know, stuff like that. Turnovers here and there. The defense isn't where you want it to be. And again, he's young. I understand that he's young, but right now you're a team without your second best player in Jamal Murray. You really want that step up for Michael Porter Jr. He just hasn't stepped up yet. The guys averaging right now, Chris, nine points in the season. And it's early, I get it, but this is a team that's going to need all the wins they can get without Jamal Murray because the What's is stacked. It is. It is. So I'm just like, Michael Portridge just does not look good. And that team played so much better without him last night.
1: Is that that like one of them Odell situations?
0: I don't think it might be a little bit because we, Chris, we talked about it in the podcast, earlier. we can go back, but we and you both were in agreement when they had that, series against the uh, trailblazers and MPJ was saying though no, the ball should go to me more instead of Jamar like, instead of just going to Jamal Murray and Jokic even though Jamal Murray is after 30 in that series Jokic's after triple double he wanted the ball more he was upset he wasn't getting the ball mm-hmm. Eagles do conflict a little bit but he just got paid I think he just needs to really settle in a little bit more but dude he just does not look good this season after getting the money that he so desperately wanted and deserved a little bit he just does not look good like they played so much better with
1: that i agree they looked a little bit more fluid they looked you know looked a little bit more crisp um the the majority of the the hype is going to be around that that play um but there's one point i do want to make and i do want to talk about and want to, want to touch on beyond the the whether or not you think it was a cheap shot or a foul, or whatever the case may be worldwide Woe on Twitter everyone should follow worldwide Woe. great great Twitter account Especially if you love basketball. Pointing out the reason that Marquise Morris even is in that position is because of that take foul to stop transition, like to stop a ball in transition. They need to get rid of that immediately.
0: Same with Tony in the NFL. Some calls it shouldn't
1: be. E- I was go- we was gonna get to that, but <laughs> <laughs> immediately, like don't wait till All Star break. Don't wait till the end of the year. Get rid of it now. It's it's pointless. Like, I, if you want to stop a team in transition, play better defense. If you want to take a take foul in that situation, it should be two shots and possession. That will eliminate all that, that take foul nonsense immediately.
0: I agree. Actually, that's one thing we talked about before. I don't, I, don't, I think they should do it. It's a, it's a better call. Chris, I think you need to make the call. Call your connect. Handle oh, that.
1: Same with the second, NFL second, taunting One court. second, one second, one second, one second, one second. I'm busy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Jay with the NFL, Tony can handle that. Some things need to be eviscerated when it comes to certain calls in the week. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So let's move on. We talked NFL. We talked NBA. It's now time. You know how we do. We got to do the predictions for week number 10 in the NFL. Jared, Yikes. Jared. Yes. Are you excited? <clears throat> I am
0: excited Dallas lost.
1: We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. I I was going to ask, are you excited for our Thursday night game? Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens, coming off a great win, taking on the Miami Dolphins. No. Also, coming off a win. I don't know if it's great. I'm, I'm
0: not excited. I have the Ravens winning. I don't have any Ravens players on fantasy, so unfortunately I'm down bad. Because that's going to be a blowout. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, I I have a couple of Ravens players my fantasy team. <laughs> Speaking of fantasies, New Orleans Saints taking on a team that at one point they 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 lose to the Jets and then next they beat the Rams. You get the Tennessee Titans.
0: I'm I'm have to go with the Titans. I think we've been counting them as the underdogs for too long. I don't know who the Saints QB is for the week. I'm going to assume, and I hate doing it, but I'm assuming it's
1: Taysom Hill. I think it's Trevor Simeon. Oh, God, then yeah. Give me the Titans. Listen, everyone – you know, people don't think I'm going to come up here and, and make excuses of why I think the Titan, you know, you know, and, and apologize for my slander of the Titans. I'm not. They stink. However, they do play te- – they, they're one of them teams that play up and down to their competition. So I have a feeling they're going to play down to the Saints this week. And they are. In, it's going to be a closer game than it should be, honestly. But I do have Tennessee. But they'll they'll make it a game. Watch uh, a team that's struggling lately in, in 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 the AFC. The Buffalo Bills taking on the New York Jets. Looking on the looking they're looking to get that 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 situation. Whatever they're doing, situation in Buffalo situated, but. Uh. <laughs> uh, uh. They lost to the Jaguars, Jared. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I'll give me the Bills, but oh God, yeah, that Jets, that Jaguars game was
1: horrendous. If the if, the, if quarterback Mike White plays for the Jets, give me the Bills. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lions and Steelers. Give me the Steelers. I had the Steelers, but I think the Lions are really going, definitely going to try, try to come out and play hard. Uh, they kind of fell apart versus the Eagles, but. Up until that point, and they played Buffalo. Um, oh, sorry, they played Baltimore tough. They played teams tough. They just, you know, a few breaks went against them. Pittsburgh had a few breaks go for them last, uh, last Monday night. So we'll see. But I, I think it's gonna be Pittsburgh. I think it's gonna be a close game. Uh, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Jerry. Who you got?
0: I mean, the Colts. Man, I, I ain't gonna hold you. Carson Wentz looks a lot better not playing with the Eagles. Yeah, which we, which we expected, but oh yeah. hey. It does, Jonathan
1: Taylor, baller. I mean, Carson Wentz still has those. Sometimes he has those plays where it's kind of like, you know, being real risky. Uh, Especially that one play in the end zone, the 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 where he kind of threw it out the safety and it became a pick six. So, I mean, if you kind of if you're willing to deal with those bugaboos, I guess once can be a guy. But uh, I do have the Colts winning that game. Like you said, Taylor, the defense, things are stepping up. Jaguars. Looking to create a little win streak. I wonder how the bar situation is in Indianapolis. Nice. Um, Tampa Bay, Washington. Tampa Bay, huge. All right, Cleveland, New England. Give me New England. Give me Cleveland. Mm. I think they're. I think they hitting it all cylinders. They a, they got they got Odell out. You know, like it's a for me, I, 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 no, about, no, You know, ain't, ain't no ain't no hate but you know we rock we roll a little bit better with less baggage i can respect that atlanta dallas
0: dallas but it's going to be i think it's going to be one of those that's going to be probably the real high scoring game because if you remember last year's high scoring game i think it's the same dallas always plays the falcons to a weird extent where they just go back and forth
1: i agree but i feel like it just if this if this atlanta team makes it competitive makes it close you know, Dallas coming off of a of a, 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 a L that you probably shouldn't have had at home. Back at home again, can you imagine that, that game is tight? People in Dallas probably gonna start looking around like, "Yo, what's going on?" So I, I had Dallas, but you know, let's go Atlanta, Carolina, Arizona.
0: Give me Carolina. No, give me give me the Cardinals. Big. I was about to say Carolina. Give me the Cardinals. Big. Like. 40-point James Conner big. Man, do you know James Conner is leading the league in rushing touchdowns with 11 this season as a
1: backup? Didn't know that. Huge. Huge Didn't moves. Know that. Didn't know that. Minnesota, Chargers. I was getting ready to say San Diego.
0: Huh, nice, but just give me the Chargers.
1: I agree. Vikings stink. Seattle, Green Bay.
0: Does Aaron Rodgers play? All right, let me ask you this. Will it be Aaron Rodgers versus Russell Wilson, or will it be Geno Smith versus
1: Jordan Love? It's it's probably going to be Geno versus Love. Give me the (laughs) Packers. Wow. I don't know. (laughs) Give Give me Seattle. Give me Seattle. Eagles, Broncos.
0: Give me the Eagles. Give me we, the Eagles. Give me the Eagles. Let's go. <laughs> no way we're about to go out like the Eagles about to play one of their best games against the Chargers. Defense let us down. But, oh, man, Jill Hurts were good. Give me the Eagles. Eagles, like
1: Eagles finally look good. Let's go, Sirianni. Look at that flower growing. Kansas City, Vegas, Sunday night. Give
0: me the Chiefs.
1: Give me the Raiders. I'm
0: not mad at that. I'm not
1: mad at that. Derek Carr. Well, man, that's about it. Yeah. Darren Waller. Darren Waller, yes. That whole team is full with – Can you imme- – hold on. First of all, man, for, I mean, I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> Rams <laughs> – I was going to say something out of pocket. I thought Rams, you
0: were going to mention that the fact that the whole 2020
1: 2020- – stop, 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 stop. Rams, 49ers. Give me the Rams big. And Von Miller plays, making his debut. Give me the Rams – they they got something to prove. They probably mad, and I, we don't really know the health of all that of of Jimmy G. You know he's got some nagging injuries. Played well, but eh. um. So give me the Rams. All right. all right, all right. Anything else before we wrap everything up? No. Nah, man, this
0: was a good episode. Nice and like, we kept this one pretty yeah. productive. Yeah, we got straight to the point. You know, I mean, yeah. oh,
1: hopefully the Sixers
0: make a trade.
1: <laughs> I know somebody that could trade. Y'all know who it is.
0: Y'all know. Oh, and if y'all don't know, Villanova Nation. First dub tonight. 91 to 51.
1: How do you rep every school you never attended?
0: No, man, I like Villanova. We're from Philly. Villanova's not in Philly. Is a Philadelphia school?
1: No,
0: it's not. It's a Philly school? No, it's not. Rep Philly boy. What are you talking no, no, about? No, it's not. You're no. such a hater. Hi. I'd rather root for Villanova than Temple. No offense to my Temple hours, but I'd rather root for Villanova than Temple. Villanova breeds champions.
1: I mean, Temple is in actual... It does not up. breed
0: champions. It does not breed champions. Villanova breeds champions.
1: That's all that matters, Chris. You didn't go to either school. You have no opinion.
0: Why you gotta...
1: I didn't ah! play for the Sixers either, but I root for them. Ah! Shut up. You a hater. You're just shut shut a hater. Up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. If you like what you hear, tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. If you listen to us through iTunes, Please give us a review. We're still a five-star rated podcast on all iTunes, so we appreciate you guys tuning in. And wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us to the point on all your favorite socials at STTP Podcast. Make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross.
0: Follow me at underscore J W Hughes. Definitely follow the podcast. We're still trying to get something 50 followers and rising. Before Thanksgiving, I believe, yeah, that's still the goal. And, hey, shout us out. Give us any questions. Talk to us about sports. We're always happy to prove you wrong.
1: Let's get straight to the point.